Alright everybody, welcome back to Squad Tactica, the Kill Team Podcast. My name is Sugi, and we are going to have a lot of fun this week because we are going to be talking about news and Kill Team and hobby stuff, and it's just going to be a lot of fun because we are getting close to major holiday season. We've got Thanksgiving right around the corner, and then following that is Christmas. Doo -doo 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 -doo. So there's a lot of really cool stuff that people are going to be wanting to pick up for the holidays. There's a lot of um, really interesting, I guess budget ideas you can do if you're looking to start getting into kill team and all kinds of stuff so before we get into that i definitely want to give a huge shout out and thank you to the show's sponsors which yeah try saying that three times fast but i'd like to thank a big thank you to discount games inc they are fantastic and i'm just really excited because i'm just going to be getting a ton of stuff from them for the holidays for my you know gw needs and so anyways if you need to pick up anything they've got 15% off on their website at discountgamesinc.com if you buy more all you have to do is email jay at discountgamesinc and he can tell you how you can actually save more money on top of that so give them a look check out their stuff they've got all the new um pretty much anything anything that's going to be on the games workshop site that's not an exclusive to the gw store they're going to have they've got pre-orders for everything we've got orcs we've got all these new kill team box sets there's also um you know the the painting and modeling stuff the new xl handle and the the giant cup and all kinds of stuff so check out discount games inc also i'd like to give a big shout out and thank you to battle foam who sponsors the show they protect all my minis for kill team and you should definitely check out their stuff because if you're looking for quality foam and cases to keep your kill team well protected and you know easily transportable battle foam is by far what i recommend to anyone who's listening to this show and, and even if they weren't sponsoring me i still told people you need to get battle foam they have the best stuff on the market to keep your stuff protected to keep your stuff collected to keep your stuff easily transportable if you've got a kill team small army or if you've got an eighth edition large army battle foam's got you covered so check out discount games inc check out battle foam and with all this coming up uh, i'm sure there's going to be all kinds of specials with black friday too so you know if you're on the fence about getting something just wait until holiday comes around and we see all the specials from both of those companies and i'm sure you can save a ton of money on anything related to games workshop product so we're going to jump right into the news with pre-orders and stuff that recently came out so right off the bat we talked about this in a previous show there is a xl painting handle there is a citadel water pot and then the uh, citadel assembly handle so all three of these are, are actually available if you didn't know the uh the two i have no knowledge of if i'm ever going to need or use the citadel painting handle xl if you don't have models with that size i don't know if you're ever going to need it so i'm pretty sure if you have models you probably want it if you don't have models you're, you're not going to buy it the assembly handle is the biggest question mark so it's 18 dollars for a regular paint handle with these little arms um I, I saw it at my local shop. They had one open. You could play around with it. The The arms are fairly st stiff. Like, they're mobile. Like, there's a bunch of ball joints. There's four on each side. So you can move the arms around. And the clasps aren't as cheap as I thought they would be because the whole thing is plastic. So when I looked at it, I was like, well, you know, $20 is a lot for just one handle with some arms when especially you could just... I don't know if, if you need to hold something you could use like different pins from like a hobby store like it was just it was baffling to me uh, after seeing it and kind of playing with it at my local shop I do kind of understand the premise um, 
the the ball joints are like I said they're they're stiff enough where they're not going to move around if you're rotating the handle and painting the model but they're not so stiff you can't maneuver them around um, like I said the clasps are tight and they're not cheap like they look on the picture but I can't justify $18 for this personally now if you're listening you're like well I already have one I love it you know leave a message below let me know why um, I'm probably not going to get it because I don't need it but this is one of those niche what do you want to call it I guess items that if you're if you're the kind of hobbyist you're kind of the painter and you've got a bunch of things you're holding or you know someone <laughs> someone posted a meme online where the uh, <laughs> they were using the the clasps to hold their brushes so they would just you know have like four brushes like two and two in the little clasps and so they could just swap out the brush they're using with a brush that's being held you know it's funny but you know that that's the thing you could possibly do anyways the the concept behind this for twenty dollars basically is you know it's a utility handle that can hold things while you paint if if you need it it's probably good if you're like me i i have water pots and things that hold all my tools so i i personally don't need it but the thing i did definitely pick up is the citadel water pot now this thing is pretty big so what's really cool about this giant water pot and i i say giant this thing is about the size of a mug so if you look at the picture it's um it's not exactly accurate with what you're getting and that shocked me so this thing's eight dollars msrp some my local shop sells it for less but when i first saw this i was like wow this thing is huge like i i have two of the small water pots that came with that uh, desk that you sit on your lap so i'm probably not using those anymore this is definitely closer to utilizing a mug as your water pot so if you look in the pictures there's these five grooves in the back and then at the very bottom there's like ribbings i don't know how to but there's there's these raised edges and then on the side of the water pot they're ribbed kind of like a um oh a celery stick so online you know you can use it for all these different things what i really like about this is the five grooves in the back looks like wolverine's claws like struck through the back of the plastic um, so the concept is when you, you have your water pot, you can stir up your brush and the, the ribbings on the side and the grooves at the bottom help you to clean the brushes, um, which, you know, it is what it is. I usually, I kind of do what Duncan does in the videos is I'll, I'll stir up my water with my brush and then, you know, I'll dip it in, get that thin layer coat. And then you kind of rotate the brush on your palette in order to kind of, um, tighten up your bristles so it comes to a point uh, what's really cool about the the pot you don't actually have to do that on the palette anymore if you don't want to the the wolverine claw marks in the back the idea is when you pull your brush out of the pot after stirring it up in the water you can pull it through the widest point at the bottom all the way up to the top and it'll pull your bristles to a point right there inside of the pot it isn't now it isn't perfect um, and if you, you absolutely don't like how it works, you can still use the palette technique where you roll the brush on the palette. But, um, I mean, I bought, I bought this because I wanted it. Is it worth $8? That's like the classic question. Is this giant thing I'm holding in my hand worth eight bucks? Yes and no. So you could easily go to your local store and buy a mug, like go to Walmart and just buy a cheap mug for like three bucks. And it would do exactly what this thing does as a water pot holder. 
So what you're really paying for, obviously you're paying for that Citadel brand on the front. Um, there's, there's a couple things I like about this pot that mugs don't have. So first of all, this is plastic. Mugs are generally ceramic, so I have cats. This is kind of a big thing for me personally. Um, my cats like to knock over everything. I'm sure if you have cats, they do the same thing too. So having a plastic pot as opposed to a ceramic pot matters because if they knock over your ceramic mug, it could break. This plastic pot will not break because it's plastic. Um, something else I do like about this, the if you look at the picture online, the bottom fans out a bit, which means more stability which also means harder to knock over by your hand. So it's not uncommon that sometimes you'll bump the table or you'll bump the water pot. And I'm sure we've all had this happen. You knock over your water and you're like, great, now I have to clean this mess up. With the bottom fanning out, that leaves a wider base for the pot, which means, means it's harder to knock over. I know that might sound trivial to some people, to some people, but I've knocked over enough water pots that the small ones, I mean, like I haven't knocked over a big one and made a huge mess, but like a small water pot, even fill it halfway. That's still water all over the place that you have to, you know, clean up. So having a, a wider base to me personally means less opportunity to spill. Uh, the ribbings inside and on the bottom, I think it's cool. I don't know if it's like a selling point for me personally, but it is nice that I can just kind of, you know, shuffle my my brush around the bottom and boom it's fairly it's fairly clean it gets a lot of the, the junk out of the bristles i really really like the ability to just pull the brush up out of the pot and the bristles are sharpened to a point i think that's really cool um i i know that they they say you can throw your brushes in here um when you're not using them i think that's a cool feature but like i said my my setup already has a place to put brushes but if i didn't have that if it was just like you know, a flat place to paint and maybe a palette and this, I think that would actually be very acceptable to um, newer painters. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're, if you're brand new to the hobby and you're listening to this and you're like, well, you know, I don't have that desk thing Sugi's talking about and I don't really need to buy the Citadel stuff that's really expensive and all of that stuff, you know, I would say, and this is something we're going to talk about later in the show. It's a very hobby uh, friendly show this week. I would say if you had this and a palette and you threw your brushes in here when you're done, I think this would be very acceptable. Um, there's a ton of space and actually the the rib the, the grooves at the bottom are raised just enough where you could put your brushes in there and then lean them out and they wouldn't fall around. So I absolutely believe this is worth the $8. Now of course if you've already got a painting pot, if you've already got a mug that you use, um, I cannot say this would be an upgrade like a, a hefty upgrade, like going from a going from a small paint pot, like the old ones that Citadel used, to this. For me, that's a pretty significant upgrade. However, if I went from a ceramic mug or a giant cup or a mason jar to this, I don't think that's a significant upgrade because like they both handle about the same amount of water, and all the features inside of this pot aren't necessarily like hyper selling the pot. So, anyways, if you haven't seen it, I would definitely. For all of you listening, recommend checking it out. It's not for everyone. I know for a fact this is not a product for everyone, but I do think it's going to be for a lot of people, especially newer people. That's the big thing for me. When I see this, I think a new player who doesn't have anything related to painting is going to love this great stocking stuffer. I mean, it's a great impulse buy. Um, 
it's it's a fantastic thing if you if you're getting your feet wet no pun intended in the hobby i absolutely think you should pick one of these up or as we've heard before in previous episodes something for your kids this thing being kind of fat at the bottom being wide it's almost like a what's the uh, easy easy spill non-spill it's like a non-spill kind of cup if you've got smaller children with smaller hands and it's easy for them to knock over stuff i do think this would be a little bit more difficult for them to knock over which means that's good for you because less water and you know dirty painted water all over your painting area so i, I highly recommend picking one of these up if you don't have it um if you need it if you don't need it yeah, you don't need it but i really do like this i'm excited to start painting my models and getting them going <laughs> i love painting uh anyways let's take a look at some of the pre-orders that came out now i i'm all about budget not not in terms of like let's be cheap about playing this game because it's not cheap but i am very budget friendly and budget conscious in terms of where can i use my money the most efficiently and not necessarily throw money away so for example like if i have a hundred dollars i want to get the most out of that hundred and not just buy two boxes that are fifty dollars and that's it so anyways talking about pre-orders we've got two new kill team commander pre-orders one is for the uh krasker matt matheser it's a gene stealer cult so you get an acolyte iron ward and then you know the classic uh cards data sheet tokens 35 dollars uh, I have nothing to say about this one because I don't play the Gene Sealer Cult, but you know if you have been looking for this for your commanders, um, there you go. What I really wanted to talk about, and I actually thought this was very interesting, the Broodlord has its own commander box, and we talked about this in a previous episode. And I'm I'm actually going to pick this up for two reasons. One, you can create an entire commander kill team with one model, so you can do a level four Broodlord out of the rule book for 194 points and then you can add a um a termagant or a hormigant for six points you don't even really need it but you might as well just take the model just for the model being there um well actually probably not because if you take the model and it dies then 50 percent of your army has been removed and you have to take uh nerve tests but the broodlord automatically passes nerve tests so at level four so i don't know anyways uh, um what really, what really made me laugh was when I saw it, I was like, wait a minute, this thing is $35. Isn't the Broodlord model more expensive? And guess what? It's $40 for the Broodlord, like just the model. So, <laughs> so if you're a Tyranid player and uh, you need some Broodlords, you might as well buy the Commander set and save yourself the five bucks. And, uh, <laughs> and you get the tokens and the cards and everything for Kill Team anyways. But I thought that was really kind of goofy, like... Did Games Workshop make a, a mistake here? Like, what the heck? Because I'm looking at it right now. Like, on the Games Workshop website, a Broodlord model by itself is $50. And the Kill Team box set is $35. It comes with the Broodlord model. So I was like, mm, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. So uh, they might be selling a lot more of these Broodlord models. Uh, because it's cheaper for some reason? Um, anyways... In all reality, though, if uh, if you're looking for a really, really fun kill team commander, quote unquote, army, you can make this one model your entire army. Is it good? I don't know. 
who cares? It's fun. Like, putting down this one model and going, this is a 194-point model. Okay. <laughs> like, I promise your opponent is going to go, what the heck is this guy doing? What's this gal doing? What's this person doing? Like, a Broodlord? Really? The whole team? The whole army? And then when you run in with those six attacks and you just melt them, then they're going to go, oh, crap. Now I know why this guy's nasty. So, anywho, in all reality, um, if you're a Tyranid player and you're listening to this, the Broodlord is $5 off for some reason. If you get it on Discount Games Inc., it's 15% off of that. So, wow. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you're looking for, like I said, a really fun, just kind of goofy commander slash army, Holidays is not a bad time to pick up a $35 model. So, anyways... We are going to talk about what's coming up in the holiday season and some of the fun ideas I have for those of you who are listening. And then we're going to talk about the hobby aspect of Kill Team. So first of all, the big news around the Games Workshop, oh, I don't know. I don't know what you call it. It's not like a watering hole. What's what's that? Anyways, uh, basically Space Marine Heroes came out is what I'm alluding to. Now, this is a this is a topic a lot of people are, are pro for, not so pro for, like they're against. And the, the concept, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Space Marine Heroes is a blind box purchase. So there's a set with 12 Space Marine um, regular Ultramarine models. And so what you do is you can spend, uh, MSRP is $7. Some places are a little bit cheaper. And you buy this blind box, and you get a Space Marine model, and it's one of those easy-to-build models, so you don't need clippers, you don't need glue, you just pay your money, you open the box, and you get a model. The, I guess you could say collectability of it is there is a captain that comes, uh, one captain comes in every three um, quote-unquote booster boxes, so a, a box unopened has ten um 10 little little boxes so you basically have 10 little marines in a in a booster box so basically you will get eight of the nine guaranteed from what i understand and then every third booster box quote unquote has the captain so he's really collectible everybody wants him um it it's clearly a I don't know if people are like, it's a, it's a money grab, it's a cash grab. It's clearly Games Workshop trying to create an impulse buy opportunity for people because the, the whole marketing aspect of this is putting Games Workshop products in stores that don't sell Warhammer stuff, like exclusively. So, for example, my local Games Workshop shop has these. My local miniature shop, Texas Toy Soldier, has them. But my local card shop, Common Ground Games, they sell some Warhammer. They're not a Warhammer shop. They're not a mini shop, but they have, like, the starter sets. They have a lot of the big box stuff. And then they have the basic fundamentals. So they have, like, tactical marines and orcs. They have, like, the basic fundamentals for someone who wants to show up and get their feet wet. But... At the very front counter, where you can cash out, you can buy a pack of Magic the Gathering, you can buy some sleeves, you can buy little, you know, buttons and things. Right at the front, guess what they have? A box of the Space Marine Heroes. So, this is Games Workshop 
getting their feet wet with impulse buys. Now, I know a lot of people are going, well, you know, it's a, it's a cash grab. They're trying to make things more expensive and Games Workshop sucks and blah, blah, blah. Okay. If you're buying these on the account of trying to grow your inventory and you're trying to grow your collection, yeah, these are really prohibitively expensive. Like $7 for a single model is really high. Like you're getting up to Terminator costs for a an Ultramarine. So who is this really for? What is the purpose of this product? Now, this is purely my opinion. Clearly, Games Workshop is trying to um, create a product for people who aren't necessarily into Games Workshop, um, like playing the game. Like, oh, for example, okay, I'm, we'll have me and a random person you know. Imagine someone who's not necessarily a Games Workshop person. If I go to a shop and I see these, I, I'm going to want them for their collectability. I'm going to want them for the hopes of getting the Brother Captain uh, Thesarius. Like, I want the super rare stuff. I want the guy with the rocket launcher. I want the guy with the um, plasma gun. You know, you want these quote-unquote harder-to-find models because they're collectible. You don't necessarily need them because you probably already have a bunch of Ultramarines back at the house. Now imagine if you go with a friend and you two are hanging out and you're talking about 40k and you show them, you know, some of the stuff at the shop and all these things and they're they're interested but you know maybe they don't have 25, 30, 40 dollars to buy, you know, a, a box of marines. Maybe they're not super interested. Maybe they're like, "Well, I just kind of want to try maybe one, maybe two and get my feet wet." That's really what this is going for. Like, this is the perfect impulse buy when you, you know, check out and you go, oh, hey, friend who wants to try 40K, why don't you just buy one of these models for $7? You can borrow my paints and, you know, you can, you know, take this home. This is your model. It's a collectible model. So, you know, you can't get this sculpt. You can't get this articulation outside of this specific, um, printing of space marine heroes like you can't go and buy a box that exists already and get this you know the same model so there's there's some things that this will excite a new player about because you know seven dollars for a model isn't terrible if you're only buying one or two when you get to three you should probably buy the easy to build but in all reality like it's collectible it's cool you can paint it whatever color you want um, you know, for someone who's just getting started, they may not have glue and they may not have clippers. They may not have, you know, so many things that you need. Cause like if you, if you buy a box of tactical Marines, you gotta have glue, you need clippers or some sort of cutting knife. Um, you know, you have to do all these different things. It's, it's time intensive. There is a cost above and beyond the box. Like if you don't have anything, you have to buy glue and you have to buy a way to remove them. This is a really simple impulse buy. You spend $7, you can use your fingers, you stick it all together. You don't need glue, you don't need clippers, you don't need anything. And you can assemble this model in about a minute. And all of a sudden, the person who has never experienced Warhammer, who doesn't own any models, who doesn't own a single thing, they now have their own collectible model in their hand and that's really how the hobby gets started. They can look at this thing and they can go, oh, you know what, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get some paints and a brush. Or, you know, if they're with a friend who has stuff, you know, hey, can I borrow your brushes and I'll get some paint from the shop? Yeah, sure. So you go and get, you know, your favorite color. You know, you want to do like salamanders or crimson fists or, you know, whatever you want. Like, this is how you get people started at a low cost. You don't have to, 
you know, spend money on the box and the supplies, you can just spend your money on a single model and maybe a couple paints and a brush. Like, it's not perfect. I, I'm not saying this is like the ultimate thing you want for new players, but it is Games Workshop's attempt to get new players to get their feet wet in buying and experiencing Warhammer from a new player perspective. Now, for those of us who are collectors, those of us who, um, I guess you're searching, you're looking for something like this is a great stocking stuffer. This is a great thing to put on your desk at work. Um, there, there's a lot of applications for it, but of course, a lot of people are going the cost, the cost, the cost, the cost. Okay. I absolutely agree. It is expensive for what you're buying. I, I'm not going to argue with that whatsoever, but this is a really cool thing for me personally. I love collectible stuff. Like I said, I play like Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Star Wars, Destiny. I play I play a ton of collectible games, so I am not opposed to buying blind box things. I like the collectability of the set. Believe you me, I'm going to try as hard as I can to get the whole thing um, because I really want that new set two Terminator set. Now I do like the fact that in Japan, at least, if you buy a box, you get all six. With this one, it's not guaranteed. I wish it was. Um, I understand like the collectability of they want people to buy multiple little $7 things so that you keep buying models over and over and there's that chance of getting the captain. Because once you've got the captain, you're, you're kind of good to go. Like You don't really care. That's like the, the holy grail of the set. Um, so th there's, there's pros, there's cons. Once again, it's very similar to the paint pot. Is this for everyone? Oh no, absolutely not. But it is for a lot of people. Now, is it like, is it perfect? No. Is it fun? Oh yeah, absolutely. But do you need it? And this is the best thing. I really like the fact you do not need any of these models. There is not anything in this Space Marine set that you absolutely have to have to be competitive, to play the game. You can completely ignore it and be just fine. And I think that's good. It would have been really stupid if they were like, here's this new Primaris Space Marine with a special weapon that comes with rules that you can only get in the box set. And, you know, now you have to buy it. You have to try and find it. You have to buy multiples of it and so on and so forth. I think just having generic Marines with, you know, basic fundamental stuff, you know, other than the rocket launcher and the plasma gun, you know, having collectible models is fine because it's fun. It's affordable, you know, here and there. And it's a really great way to get newer players into the hobby without spending a fortune. Um, how does that relate to Kill Team, though? This is something I actually think is going to be very fun and exciting for newer players and maybe for people who don't have Space Marines for a Kill Team. I have a couple ideas, and you, know, you, you can agree or disagree with me, but you can actually probably get a very strong start to kill team if you do the things I'm about to recommend. So we'll just say you have a friend or a child who wants to play kill team. You've talked about it, coworker even, you've talked about it, you've seen it, um, you know, you've brought models to work and shown them, or you've taken your friend or child to the game shop, whatever you want to say, whatever their exposure to kill team is, be it zero or a bunch and these, these people are like, man, I really want to get into Kill Team. Uh, I'm not really sure where to start. 
Um, I need something that's fun, but I don't really want a super complex, difficult to play army. I need some help and I don't really want to spend a fortune. Okay, here's what I recommend you do. I'm not going to, I'm going to preface this with saying, I don't think necessarily this is going to be a super high end, super competitive kill team by any means, but it'll be really fun. It'll be unique to the person who owns it, which is really cool. And it won't cost you too much money. It'll definitely be under a hundred dollars. So what you can do, um, even for yourself. So how are you going to do this? There are two easy to build Primaris kits for the space Marines. You've got three intercessors for 15 or three reavers for 15. So what you can do, and I'm, I'm looking at the rule book right now. So you can build your intercessors or reavers. A reaver is 16 points and a sergeant is 17. Intercessors are 15 and sergeants and gunners are 16. So right off the bat, either way, if you take three of each, you're looking at, uh, what is that? 30, 45, you're looking at 45 plus points. So almost half of your army with those three models. And then tactical Marines are an additional 12. So if you add three more Marines from the Space Marine Hero set, that's another 36 points. So it's not going to be a perfect 100. You might need to buy one more model, give or take. But what you can do is, for someone who's brand new, you can bring the rulebook and you can say, hey, you've got these Reaver guys. They look cool. They've got little skulls on their face. Or you've got intercessors. You know, they've got these long guns, blah, blah, blah. And you can talk to your friend or your child, or you know, if you know the person, you're trying to surprise them with a gift, you can pick up three of the Reavers, easy to build, or three of the Intercessors, easy to build. And then you can pick up three or four of the Space Marine heroes. So at, at worst comes to worst, you're going to get four Ultramarines with bolters. If you get lucky, one of them might have a plasma gun, one of them, or one of them might have a rocket launcher. So between those seven models, you have a comfortable allocation for about 100 points of kill team. You've got seven models, you've got everything you need. If you get lucky, you can have potentially a melting gun or a rocket launcher for long range attacks. Um, your bolters are fine, and then your reavers and your intercessors are going to have great weapons. And don't forget, it doesn't have to be WYSIWYG. For someone who's just getting started, you can use these heroes of the Space Marines as Primaris guys. You never, ever, ever, unless you're playing in, a, in a, like a full-blown tournament, you never actually have to do WYSIWYG. If you're playing at home, if you're playing casually, if you're playing with friends, it doesn't really matter. As long as you have a model, you can say, this Space Marine hero that I have is a Primaris Intercessor with, you know, a carbine rifle or whatever you want. It, it doesn't, it, it, it can be whatever you want. The, the concept of this, getting someone into the game, is basically... With all of your models being easy to build, you can completely ignore the fact that you need glue and you need a cutting knife or you need clippers. So any money that your friend would want to spend can be spent on brushes and paints, which gives that person the opportunity to get even deeper into the hobby because now they've got all their models are pre-painted. All their models are easy to assemble. You just you know push them off of the sprue, you assemble them, and you can start playing, and, and that, that's kind of the idea behind this um, quote-unquote starter set for brand new players. If you give this to them, say it's Christmas, they open this up, oh my gosh, I'm super excited. 
you know, you can assemble this entire kill team in probably 10 minutes tops. If two people, you know, you give it to your kit. If the two of you work on it together, you can probably throw this together in five minutes. You can basically open these models and start playing kill team in about 10 minutes. You can put them together. You put them on the tabletop and then you start setting up the rules. You start setting up the battlefield and you're completely engaged in a full game in moments. That is very difficult to do with any other box set. All of them, you have to pull them off the sprue. You have to glue them together. You have to wait for the glue to dry. You know, all those things are factors. This is a really fun and quick way to get you and your friend into the hobby in mere moments. Now, this does trade off with the fact that if you were to buy a, a box set, there are some customizable options where you can put different weapons and you can put different poses and different heads and all those things. So this isn't the perfect um, example of setting up a kill team. Like if you have a friend or a child who wants to do customized, like they want to have customizable models and they want to do different things, okay, you should probably buy the box set and let them put the different heads and things on. But if, if someone is just wanting to get their feet wet and they just want to play and they just want to you know show up, put together some models and start playing Kill Team right out of the box, I personally think this is a really great way to have a, a very inexpensive starter set. It's $15 for the three easy to build intercessors or reavers. And then each of your um, space marines is $7. So that's, was that, 14 28 So you're looking about... 50 50 bucks give or take you know after tax probably um you know you can you can do a lot of different things with it and if you get lucky you might get some of the rare more you know difficult to find models um but the nice thing is you can easily assemble these instantly now of course if you're listening to this and you're like well I, I could just buy you know the starter set you know, that comes with a couple space marines and a couple of plague marines. Yeah, there's a lot of other things you can do. Like, this isn't necessarily the uh, penultimate option for getting your feet wet in Kill Team. But it is a way to get started very quickly. So it's just an option. I'm not saying it's perfect, but that's something I definitely like is, you know, if I want to get my brother into the game, we could just go to the store, buy all these models, assemble them, and start playing in about 10 minutes. And, you know, for some people, speed and access is important. For other people, that may not be for you. That may not be as important to be able to create that kill team right there and then at the shop. So that's fine. Um, you know, if you really wanted to, and you're listening, you're like, well, Sugi, why don't you just buy the Intercessors for 15 and the Reavers for 15 for $30? Well, yeah, you can do that, too. There's, there's no like wrong way to do it. Like you could buy three and three and you now have a fairly fleshed out kill team. Um, the biggest reason I am talking about the space Marine heroes, the blind box models for new players, at least for me, when I was playing new and when I teach new players about the models, there's a sense of excitement when you have something that's exclusive to you. So when you buy these these sets, you know, the generic sets, you know, the, the easy to builds and the $40, the $30, the $50, you know, Terminator boxes, and all those, there are some ways to customize those models. And that's really impactful to a new player. They want their models to look, you know, like the way they envision them. But what's really also cool is with the blind box buy, you get this sculpt 
only in these box sets. So if you never, if you don't buy them, you don't get them. And so to some people, that's very special. So anyways, long, long story short, there are multiple ways to get your feet wet in Kill Team. And this is just one of the cool ways to do it. But it's not necessarily the perfect way to do it. And you don't have to do it that way. But I do think that for a new player, especially a younger player, if you give them a blind box and they crack open one of their more hard to find models, they're going to be really excited as opposed to, oh, well, you know, here's a tactical squad. Yeah, everyone has a tactical squad, but only a few people have the, you know, the, the heroes of the space Marines captain or the rocket launcher guy, you know, like that's, that's kind of cool. You know, you have that sense of ownership. So I think that's a great way to get new players started, especially if they're younger or if they're looking for something that's a little bit more collectible, you can definitely do, you know, one of the easy to builds and a couple of the blind box guys, but you know, don't take my word for it. Oh, anyway, <laughs> what's that from? Uh, reading Rainbow. Oh, I missed that show. Anywho, so let's talk a little bit about the hobby aspect of Kill Team. So this is something a lot of people ask questions about, and there isn't necessarily a right or a wrong way, but there are definitely things you can do to help. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Make your experience a little bit easier. So as I said earlier in the show, you definitely want a paint pot. Um, the premise of a paint pot, for those of you who are you know new to the hobby, is basically whenever you're dipping your brush into paint, you want to keep your paints very thin. You don't want them to be water because then they don't really stick to the model. You just want to take the, the paint as is in the paint pot, the small one, and you want to put some on your palette. And then you want to add a little bit of water to thin it down because like you've probably seen all the videos, you're going to hear this from Duncan a million times. You want to be able to control the paint. Realistically, you can control the paint no matter what thickness it is. It just gives you a little bit easier way to maneuver the paint around the model. The biggest reason you want to thin down your paints is so you don't have brush strokes or big clumps of paint on a model. Um, you know, these things are very small and there's a lot I mean a lot of detail on these things. If you have a giant clump of paint making the details, you know, irrelevant, that kind of steals from the model, making it look cool. So the way you see all of these, you know, fully professional models painted, they do a bunch of thin layers so that you get the color you want on the model, but it doesn't gob up and cover up the the detail. So you can see all of the detail on the model and you get all of the color at the same time. It's the best of both worlds. If you're a newer painter, it's very easy to put too much paint on the model and you know, these little recesses and things that you see, you know, maybe the, the grooves between the fingers on a space ring. If you put too much paint in there, it's going to remove the distinction between fingers. And so it looks like just one giant glob. And that's why you want to keep your paints thin. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the supplies and products I use and some of the tips and tricks I have that can make your painting experience a lot better. So first off, I highly recommend a paint pot of some sort. Now I'm not a spokesperson for Games Workshop, so you don't have to buy anything that the Citadel company um, produces. That's just purely, I guess, optional. Like it, It's up to you. Um, I like the Citadel stuff just for cool factor. I like the fact that um, 
it's plastic. Like there's a lot of things I like about these products that I, I keep away from with um, ceramic cups. So for example, I don't like ceramic cups because I don't want to damage the cup like with paint stains. Also, my wife collects mugs, so I don't. I never want to be in a point where I'm using a mug and then by accident it gets washed and someone drinks from it and then it's like, oh, that's my painting mug. <laughs> so I use paint pots and the Citadel stuff so that it's very easy to distinguish amongst um, the mugs and things I own. I like the fact that the plastic, I don't really care if it gets stained. I don't really mind because it's plastic. No big deal. Um, they're easy to wash. They're easy to transport. They're very difficult to break, which for me is a big thing because like I said, I have cats. So I need something sturdy. I need something portable. I need something efficient. So I like the Citadel paint pots a lot. I use a mixture of brushes from um, Hobby Lobby and from Citadel. So for example, I have like the um, layer medium, layer small, base medium. Um, but for like the dry brushing, I just go to like Hobby Lobby and get a dry brush. It's just one of the flat brushes and it's a lot cheaper. Um, like the point of a dry brush is you're gonna make the bristles get damaged over time because you're basically you put a little bit of paint and then you fan it out on your fingertips or you fan it out on like a uh, toilet paper or paper towel kind of thing so that there's just a little bit of paint on the brush but when you're when you're rubbing the, the bristles to me I don't really want to buy a really expensive brush that I know I'm going to be like purposefully rubbing the bristles like trying to get them to be dry I guess for those of you who don't know what dry brushing is Essentially, you dip your brush in paint just a little bit and then you fan it off on either, like I said, your, your, your wrist or you can do paper towel, toilet paper, tissue, and you're trying to get as much of the paint off so that there's just a little bit on the brush and then you just lightly go over the model and the paint that's on the brush will show up on raised edges so it gives the model a huge pop. The thing is, every time you're doing this, you're essentially damaging the brush. So the more times you dry brush, the more the bristles are going to, you know, not be straight edge and they're going to be poking out. And that's okay for a dry brush. Like that's the actual point of the brush. But Citadel brushes are like the most expensive brushes on the market. So if you're knowingly going to be using a brush that is going to fall apart faster than other brushes, I go to Hobby Lobby and get something that's quality but not seven dollars a brush probably closer to two to three um, just because i know that the purpose of that brush is going to need to replace itself fairly quickly now when it comes to the sharp edge brushes like the small layer the small base the fine detail brush uh, this is up to personal taste i know some people do other brushes they're like well i don't want to pay for citadel prices and that, that's fine i use the citadel brushes for the fine tip stuff. I think they do a great job. I absolutely think they're expensive, but they're easy to obtain at my local shops that are closer to me. Um, they're closer than Hobby Lobbies are, that's for sure. Uh, if you wanna save a few dollars, that's fine. Like I said, I'm not saying any of these things are, you know, you have to have them, I swear by them. If you don't use this brush, you're just gonna have a terrible time painting. These are just things I use that I've had great success with. I think they're quality products. And I think if you use them, you'll be very satisfied, but it's not like the all, you know, the end all be all kind of thing. Um, 
like I said, Hobby Lobby has great brushes too. They're equatable. They're just as good, if not better. So basically when you're doing painting for any sort of models, Games Workshop, P3, whatever, your brushes are going to be one of your most important tools for hobby. If you have cheap brushes from Walmart that you bought, you know, six brushes for $2, those things aren't going to last very well. They're not going to give you great control over your paint and they're going to fall apart fairly quickly. If you're okay with that, then that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but personally, I feel like that will make your painting experience much more difficult because when you're painting these models, you do want a lot of control with your brush so that you get all of the details looking as sharp as humanly possible. There's a ton of small details on these miniatures, which is crazy. And you know, you want, like if you want to paint that skull a certain color or you want to make your bolter a certain color or you want to paint the skull and wings on the side of your bolter, like these are things you're going to need a quality brush for. And if your, if your bristles aren't sharp and if your brush doesn't hold the paint well and if it kind of bleeds paint everywhere, it's just going to make your painting experience harder. Yes, you can save some money and buy quote unquote cheaper brushes, but I always recommend if you can spend money on higher quality brushes, not just Citadel, just higher quality brushes, period, whatever you like, I think you should absolutely do it because your experience will be a lot faster. It'll be a lot smoother, no pun intended, and it'll be very pleasant because you'll, you'll finally get what you want in your head in reality. It's kind of annoying when you're like, well, I want, you know, the shoulder pad to have this and the bolter to have that and the knee pads to have that. And then when you try and paint it with your brush, it doesn't happen. You're like, oh, I'm frustrated now because, you know, the dream I have for this model isn't becoming a reality. And so it's kind of like, oh, I don't like what's happening here. If you have a, a high quality brush, you'll be a lot closer to that dream than if you have a, a cheap brush. That's basically all I'm going to say about that. So don't skimp on your brushes. Very important. Um, next couple of things. You do not need a palette. But I do recommend one. The idea for a palette is you put paint on your brush, you wipe it on the palette, and then you can water down your paint on the palette to have more control. Um, but it also allows you to do a couple more things, which I do definitely like. So when I first got started, if you look at your paint pots, there's a little tab on the back. What you can do is open up the top of your paint pot and then push it back and it'll stay open. And as a newer painter, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like I can just paint right out of the pot. Um, well, what I didn't realize is you, you draft your paints a lot faster. I didn't know that. So I'm telling you as a little tip, if you leave your, your paint pot open for long periods of time, you will dry out the paint. It won't necessarily be like you're drying out the whole pot itself, but the top part where the paints are that you're you know, putting your brush in, that'll dry out really fast. And then the top layer of paint inside the pot will dry. So you'll have to stir it around. And what you really want to do is take some paint out, put it on a palette, and then close the paint pot so that the paint stays as wet as possible. Um, the other nice thing is you can mix paints on a paint palette. So if you're trying to go for like a custom color, you can take two different colors of paint and then mix them together for that one custom color. You know, people are talking about, you know, I need a custom purple, I need a custom brown, I need a custom, you know, X, Y, and Z. Well, you can do that with a palette. 
Um, the other nice thing with the palette, if you don't, now these are all kind of, you know, back and forth things I'm saying. So if you're like, well, Sugi, I'm not going to buy that Citadel paint pot you were talking about. I don't like it. I don't want it. Okay, that's fine. If you want a way to keep your bristles sharp and your, your brush point to be, you know, a, as pointed as possible, you're going to want something that you can rotate your bristles on so that it, it tightens everything up so it's a nice point. The easiest way to do that is using a palette. You just put your brush in the paint and then you roll it and now your bristles are nice and tight. And if you're trying to get into those small crevices or you're trying to paint very articulate, you know, symbols on your model, or you're just trying to get into a, you know, a very small, you know, you've got like a little grenade on their belt pack or like a skull on their chest. That's how you get that little piece of the model painted with very tight bristles. Um, so that's really what a palette is for. It's, I think it's a great tool and they're generally not expensive. I think the Games Workshop one is $9, but once again, you can still go to Hobby Lobby and buy yourself a very cheap palette. Um, anything that's not absorbent will work too. So like a, a piece of palette paper is wax coated. So what you don't want, you don't want to use like a piece of paper because when you put the paint on the paper, the paper will absorb the paint. You don't want that. You want something where the paint just kind of sits there and it it's um, you can control it and manipulate it with your brush and your water. Um, so it's up to you. You can find them at any kind of hobby store. You can find them anywhere. You don't have to use Citadels. I just do because I do. I guess I'm a brand junkie. I don't know. Um, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. So, uh, next tip I have in the hobby aspect, if you're the kind of person who's just getting started and this is like your first model, you know, you went to the store and you bought two or three of the Space Marine hero models. Cool. You now have models put together. Now what? What do I do? A lot of people think you have to paint the models the way Games Workshop has them and you can, but the nice thing about um, 40Ks, you can paint them with whatever color you want. You can make them hot pink. You can make them black. You can make them white. You can make them blue or green or red or chartreuse or whatever color you want. So how do you go about doing that? Well, if you're not sure and you want some, I guess, inspiration or ideas, there's a couple places you can go. There is a free Citadel painting app that I highly recommend for those of you getting started. You just pull it up. And you can actually look through all of the colors of whatever models you have. If you're doing Space Marines, Tau, uh, Wolf, Space Wolves, um, Orcs, whatever. Like, literally, they have all of their models on the app. And it also tells you what all of the colors are. So if, if you're brand new to the hobby and you've got you know your favorite models, you're like, all right, how do I paint these? Go get the app. It's free. And then take a look at what paints they use and you can find them at your local hobby shop. Very simple. Um, if you're more of the person who wants to do your own thing and you want to make your own models, you know, yours, you don't really care what Games Workshop is and what their standards are for like the color schemes, um, you're going to want to do a couple things. You want to get a base layer and then you're going to want to get a layer paint. So the way the paints work on these models is you, you base coat them. And the idea is you put a base coat down on your model 
and then you layer the specific parts. So for example, like a Space Marine, you're gonna base coat the entire model of armor with, say you wanna do like hot pink. So you would pick a dark pink and you'd base coat the whole thing. Now you would take your hot pink and you would layer on the armor where you want it to look really, really pink. And the reason, and of course you're gonna thin down your paints, make sure you're, you're probably gonna do this in like two coats of thin paint. But the reason why you set down that base coat is so that your layer pops. So you can do like a couple things. You can do like a base coat of white and then you do the base coat of dark pink and then you do the layer of pink or you can do like a base coat of black and then the dark pink and then the, the hot pink. The, the reason why you base coat is to just set the tone for your final colors because as you're painting the model, you're going to want to wash it, which darkens the model. And then on top of that, you're going to lay, relayer the the parts of the model that you want to pop. So like for example with an orc, you would paint the skin green, you can paint their clothing or armor, whatever color you want. Then you're gonna dry or you're gonna hit it with um, a wash. And this is the next part of you know the hobby is you need to find yourself a nice wash. The the most common is Agrax Earthshade. This is a brownish kind of wash and the premise of a wash is basically, it's a, in a nutshell, it's dirty water. So when you paint your model, it's gonna be nice and crisp and sharp, and there's not gonna be any real definition to it. Like all of the, all of the model is going to be like colored in. So the way you get the small details to pop and the things that have recesses like, you know, elbows and um, joints, um, you know, faces or backpacks or things like that. The way you get the recesses of the model to show up and pop is you wash it. So what you're gonna do is, like I said, you're gonna do base coat, then you're gonna layer, and then what you're gonna do is you're gonna take your brush and you're gonna wash the whole model. So it's gonna be a lot darker, it's gonna look a lot dirtier, but when it dries, all the recesses of the model are going to be kind of darkish black or darkish brown depending on which wash you use. After that point, you're going to repaint all of the raised edges. So you're gonna paint like the, the, the fingers themselves, but not the grooves between the fingers. And then you're gonna paint like the kneecap, uh, ballpoint joint on the Space Marine. And basically what you're trying to do is anywhere that there is a dark um, groove where the wash has dried and there's dark lines, you don't want to paint that because you want that dark area to resemble depth to the model. So the reason why I talked earlier about having a really good brush is when you're painting these raised edges, you have to be very careful that you don't get paint in the groove where the wash is. Um, because if you do, the paint will paint over that, that wash. And so you lose that piece of detail and the mod, now, of course, it's not going to be perfect. If this is your first model, your hundredth model, you know, it's never going to be 100% perfect all the time. It takes a lot of practice, years, if you know, months, if not years of practice to get these models to look like they do in the gold demon pictures. But since most of us aren't going to aspire, like we're not trying to be golden demon painters. We're just trying to make our models look good and tabletop ready. So having a, a well-tipped brush and having um, watered down paints allows you to control the paint, get it into the small spots you need it to be, 
and not get in the spots you don't want it to be. But with those those really, you know, not expensive brushes, but with a quality brush, it makes your life a lot easier trying to do this layering part after the dry brushing, or I'm sorry, after the wash, because you're not going to be painting the entire model all over again. You're just going to be painting specific parts that aren't in the dark grooves where there's, you know, dried wash. And then once you're done, um, there's a couple of things you can do. There's highlighting, which basically means this is where you're really, really, and I mean really, really want a high-end brush. You are going to take a shade of paint that's a slight brighter, slightly brighter than the one you use in the layer, and you're going to highlight just the edges of your model. So for example, like if you have Space Marine's like the easiest thing because everyone knows what a Space Marine is and we've all seen them. So like if you look at like the shoulder pads of a Space Marine, on the outside edges that are like really sharp, you would just take your brush and take the edge of the brush and run it along the outside rim. And that would be your highlight for the shoulder pads. And then like on the helmet, you've got this little raised part right in the middle. Looks like a little mohawk that got cut off. Same thing, you would just kind of take your brush and run the edge across these raised edges so that there's that you know slightly brighter pink on the um, the raised edges. Basically, like what what the friend told me was, if you run your finger over a model, and you feel an edge, like your your finger physically feels an edge, that is something you can highlight. So you know if you're like, well, I'm not really sure if I can do that. Okay, well if you run your finger over, say like the Space Marines um, belt pack. Well, your finger will definitely feel the edges of, you know, the ammunition pack on, on their backside or their, their holster for their, you know, bolt pistol. Those are things you can highlight because you can physically feel like there's a raised edge, um, you know, on their elbow, their fingertip, like anything you can feel like the, the edges of the bolter where the, um, the mag, the clip is like things like that. Those are things you can definitely highlight if you're like, well, I'm not really sure where to highlight. Uh, another great thing you can do is look on YouTube. Like the the Warhammer YouTube channel has a bunch of ways on how to paint, how to assemble, all kinds of things. It's really great. There's a lot of content out there in the world that can help you get your models to look good, to you know be painted well, to assemble them however you want them. And that's really, really nice. Um, other things I use when painting that I think are very important, uh, you really want a good light source. There are some really inexpensive bulbs. You you can use LED. I mean, pretty much everything's LED. I don't know if they make those old fluorescent bulbs anymore. Um, but you really want to look for a high quality bulb that's nice and bright. Um, Amazon has some really great desk lamps that you can clip to your desk. I, I have one that I think I got for like $12. Um, Target has these frosted lights that are like $7. So, you know, basically find a good light source that you like because you need to see your model. If you can't see the crevices and you can't see the fine details, it's going to make your life really hard for painting because without being able to see what you're doing, you're not really going to know what your result looks like. Um, Outside of brushes, I think lighting is one of the most important things that a painter needs to have. Um, I know people are probably going to recommend, I think they're off lights or off lights. I can't remember what they're called, but there's a brand of light that a lot of people, for, for some reason for Games Workshop, really, really flock to. 
Um, I like them because they are nice and bright, um, but I also like the ones I got from Target and from Amazon because they're, uh, they have those flexible arms, so I can move the lamp in, I can move the lamp out, I can move it you know, in any direction I want it, whereas the OS lights are generally like an L, like you just kind of tilt it in a direction. So it has mobility, but it's not going to be able to get like right in front of the model like when I have my tilting um, lamp. So once again, the lighting is really up to the hobbyist and the painter. Um, you need light. Uh, the number of lights you have and the way you set them up, that is up to you. But do make sure you have quality lights. Um, the only other thing I absolutely swear by, I think everyone should have something like this, and that is the Citadel paint handle. Now, um, someone is probably going to say, well, a cheaper way to do it is you can get a um, like a cork from a wine bottle and some sticky tack. And what you do is you place your sticky tack on the bottom of the um, the model, and then you stick the model on top of the cork, or you know whatever whatever flat surface you want, and then you just hold that flat surface. But the the painting handle is just really easy to use. If you're listening to this, you probably have a local game shop where you pick up your models, and they they have the painting handle there. I think it's a, just a really really efficient and great piece of technology it's like eight dollars i think msrp and you just stick your model in that painting handle and instead of holding the model by the base you can pick the painting handle up and just maneuver all around that model it is so much easier it's less stress on your hands and fingertips and your joints if you're painting for long periods of time um yeah i i absolutely think everyone who does any kind of painting should have one of those painting handles and the nice thing is with holly's coming up most of these things are really great stocking, stocking stuffers, like the painting handle is not expensive, um, the water pots are not expensive, a new brush is not expensive. Most of these things, you know, when bought by themselves are not prohibitively expensive. So there's a lot of things that go on with the hobby aspect that I know a lot of people don't talk about because when you're talking about Kill Team Alive, it's like you know how to play and the kill teams that are good and the weapons and the profiles and the tactics and all the things that are really good. And that's fun. But I also think the hobby aspect is a very important piece of the pie because you don't really want to show up to a game with just gray models. You, you generally want to have some color on them. You want them to pop. You want them to look like the way you imagine them in your mind. You know, you want these models to be your models you want them to be exclusive to you you know mine mine are you know these brothers these battle brothers i painted them they're special so on and so forth and so in order to do that well you're going to need tools so there's a great way to get started you just pick up a couple brushes so you know if you're listening you're like well sugi i'm interested in doing that where do i start very simply get yourself a base coat brush so it's going to be a little bit fatter, a little bit thicker. Get yourself a small detail brush and a like a layer brush. Um, if you don't know what I mean, go on to the Games Workshop website and look at the Painting and Modeling tab and look at their brushes. I'm not saying you have to buy their brushes specifically, but I'm saying if you look at their brush type, you'll have an idea of what you're looking for. If you go to like Hobby Lobby or Walmart or your local hobby painting shop, and you'll know what size and what thickness you're looking for. So you need four brushes. You need a base coat, a layer coat, a fine detail, and your air, or your uh, dry brush. Those are the four brushes you absolutely have to have if you're going to paint your models. Like 
in any capacity because you're going to want to do all four of those things you're going to want to base them layer them detail them and then give them a, a dry brush after that uh, your palette is optional i think you should have one but you don't need it you definitely need a source of water so you know once again this is fu fully optional you can use uh, a paper cup you can use a plastic cup you can go to walmart and buy some of those um red soda cups like those work too you know literally just anything that can hold water if you want to be super fancy and get yourself a citadel paint pot like that's it's whatever it's not important but you just need something to hold water um and then you need brushes so i'm sorry you need paints so you have to figure out what your paint scheme is so you're going to need a base coat uh you might you might need a black or a white that's up to you um you definitely need a base coat color you need a layer color and then you're probably because most most models in the universe of 40k other than like tyranids so like non or you know, the, the organics they're going to have a weapon of some sort so you're going to want uh either a gold metallic paint or a silver metallic paint um and then your generic black so you're looking probably at five to seven paints to get yourself started so you're going to want your black or your white you, you definitely want black so we'll, we'll say you want your black you need a silver or gold for the metallics on your weapons or your armor and then you need like three shades of paint for your primary color scheme so it's like you know a dark blue a light blue and a shade above that and then you're going to want a wash just to wash out the model so you know it this isn't going to be terribly cost expensive this might be like 70 dollars for all of these things depending you know, depending on where you go and what you buy and you know your brushes and your paints and things it, it might push up to 100 if you're like well i'm gonna buy you know all citadel or i'm gonna buy these really expensive brushes like there there's there's a nice wide price range and the nice thing is you don't need all of them you could just buy a couple brushes and a couple paints to get yourself started you know you can skip out on buying the paint pot because you don't need it you can skip out on buying the um the palette because you don't need it um, you do need light, but I'm sure if you live anywhere in America or, you know, I don't know who else is listening, but you probably have a lamp at your house. You probably have a nice lighting source. So all you got to do is just pull that onto a table so you can see your model if you don't have any specific lighting. Um, if you've got an extra couple bucks, I would say run to Target, run to Walmart. Uh, I guess you could try Home Depot or Lowe's like and just get yourself a nice table lamp or Amazon.com. Amazon has great lamp table lamps that are cheap and then you know you're good to go you have the light you need you have the paint you need you have the brushes you need you have a, a way to hold the water you're good to go you can start painting these models like right now and getting them to you know have those colors you want get the details to look really nice and you know make your your models tabletop prepared so when you plop them down for kill team you know they all have that same color scheme and you can name them you know you got brother uh, grenadius and brother shooticus and brother uh, trips over stuffacus and you now have your own army and colors and it's it's just an extra added benefit to playing 40k because the hobby aspect is just as important as the playing aspect like making your models yours is one of the coolest things about this game because everyone has their own army everyone has their own color scheme everyone has their own story and that's what really makes going to local events conventions friends houses super cool because you know it's like well you know this is the backstory on this platoon or this squadron or this specific model and that is what is so enthralling and exciting about 40k 
especially you know if you're not necessarily a player there's pl- there's people who play the game there's people who paint and there's people who do both and i think that's really cool is there isn't anything wrong with either of those options you can do whatever the heck you want and that kind of goes back to the whole space marine blind box thing like is it for everyone no is it wrong no is it fun yes is it expensive yes but you don't have to get it so and and it doesn't affect the game whatsoever that's the best part if you never buy it that's fine if you buy all of them that's fine if you buy some of them that's also fine it's it's pretty just it exists and that's it that's pretty much the big thing but i like it i like having these models i'm probably going to i mean i'm painting them like space wolves for a kill team i don't see a reason why not to these models are really pretty like these are some really cool models (laughs) i'm very excited to give them the space wolf treatment and get them onto the table and you know they don't exist anywhere else like this guy throwing the grenade is the only one that exists in this sculpt so yeah i think it's great anyways i'm gonna wrap this show up it's getting a little bit longer than the average show but thank you for listening let me know in the comments below you know some of your favorite hobby tips some of your favorite hobby um supplies i'm sure there's other things i didn't talk about that someone might go hey sugi i use this i i highly recommend it you know, with, with holidays coming up, there's a, a usually there's a pretty large fluctuation of people coming into the game because, you know, Games Workshop is making a lot of things cheaper with these big box sets. They've got these, you know, blind box buys, which people are going to buy, and then they're going to show up to your local shop and ask questions. What is this? How do I paint it? Why? You know, this, that, and the other. Um you know, there's going to be plenty of families or people who want to get into the the hobby and the game for holidays for Christmas. And so you're going to see people coming in with starter sets. You're going to be see- seeing people come in with, you know, just a small amount of models going, hey, I'm looking for a game. I want to learn how this works. So these these hobby tips are great for new players trying to get in or if you're looking to get started yourself or get a friend started, or a child started, or anyone started, this is the perfect primer for, you know, the basic fundamentals of getting your models, painting your models, getting them tabletop ready, and if you have any other tips, please leave them below, because we want to help this community grow and make life a lot easier, because when I first started, we didn't have nearly as many websites, and YouTube channels, and resources, So I had to go to my local shop and ask people, hey, what the heck does this do and how does that work? And, you know, not everybody was super friendly about it. Some people were like, man, who's this kid talking to me? Leave me alone, bro. And then, you know, some people showed me some tips and things. And after I have been painting for years, I found out, you know, some of the things they said weren't exactly correct. And, you know, there's just this learning curve that's not heavy. But because there's so much information on the internet and there's so many people around the world doing this, it's a lot easier to access information so a new player can come in and find great tips, great tricks, and great ways to paint their models that are not only efficient, but not cost prohibitive and don't require like a ton of experience and a ton of technical detail. If they want to get better, they can search for that. But the basic fundamentals are still there. So anyways, I'm really excited for the holidays. And I'm really excited for Kill Team. I'm really excited to paint over this holiday season. I I love just so many different things about this game. 
And thank you so much for listening. I'm going to shut up now and get out of here. Um, as always, thank you to everyone who's joined us to listen to this show. It has been a blast talking about Kill Team for the last hour and change. Uh, also, a big shout out to Discount Games Inc. and Battle Foam. Once again, if you want to save 15% or more, check out DiscountGamesInc.com. If you want to know how to save more than 15%, email j at DiscountGamesInc.com. Tell them Sugi sent you, hey, uh, Sugi said I can save more than 15% on my purchase. Tell me how to do that, and he'll tell you all the details and take care of all of that. Battle Foam has amazing stuff to protect your models for traveling, especially during holiday season, if you're going to PAX, if you're getting ready for Adepticon, if you're getting ready for any kind of anything. Battle Foam has a great system for Kill Team models and for 8th Edition and whatever else. If you play like X-Wing, Legion... All kinds of stuff. Battlefoam has you covered. So check them out. Thank you. We will see you next time. And as always, keep on killing them. <laughs>